The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and Craig Cherry of the law firm Steckler, Wayne Cochran Cherry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. It is the end of the week. My, how quickly it is gone. Lots to uh, get to today. Um, late programming change to uh, let you know about. I really like Aaron. I just like to throw things at you on the fly. 320, my old buddy John Werner from the uh, Waco Trib will join us to talk a little Baylor football. Aaron, is that good with you? Are you fine with that? Sure. John hasn't been on with uh, uh, J-Mo today or anything? No, no. Okay. All right. J-Mo had a lot of, man, I was hearing all about that. He had a lot of folks in today. Who was that one guest? I love that name. The first name that he threw out today at the end of the show, he said, I want to thank so-and-so for coming on. What a name that was. I can't remember what he, I can't remember the name. Uh, Aaron, uh, maybe you don't off the top of your head. Dakota? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is that? Dakota who? Dakota Farquhar Fidel. Dakota Farquhar Fidel. Now, now there's a name. There's a name right there. uh, Dakota Farquhar Fidel. I like that. But uh, John Morris show, John honored yesterday, lunch with a legend. And uh, Jerry was up there moderating that. Jerry's a legend in his own mind. I'm kidding, Jerry. Jerry's also local legend and has been with the uh, Waco trip for many years and now over at Baylor, director of sports journalism over there, does a great job. And then his longtime buddy, John Warner, from the Waco trip will be with us. But back when I was a young pup coming up, man, I that was that was royalty to me. I was coming out. I got out of Baylor, and I was doing a little work for the morning news, and I'd come down, and Kim Gorham was the sports editor, and Jerry was uh, covering some Baylor stuff. Jerry and I ended up, uh, when I was at the Dallas Morning News, we ended up covering some games together. And then John Warner. Now that was, and then, of course, the, the great Dave Campbell was, uh, was doing his thing over there as well, still writing columns. And when I was a kid, on game days, uh, and maybe even until when I was at Baylor, uh, M- Mr. Campbell would do a uh, kind of a, and Aaron, I don't know if you remember this, it was the, in the Waco Trib, it would be like his, they would call it the crystal ball column. And he would give you the score of the game. And I always liked it because he, he generally had pretty good feelings toward Baylor. Because obviously he loved the school and everything, but he always thought we had a shot. Even though some of those games in the old SWC where I didn't think much of it, I thought Arkansas was going to come in and take us down, I would read Dave's crystal ball and I would feel a little bit better about things. Uh, and um, and those were those were good times. Um, let's bring back the crystal ball. I, when I get Warner on at uh, at three twenty, Aaron, I'm going to give him all sorts of ideas. Don't you think he'll appreciate that if I just sort of, sort of hammer him with a lot of new ideas that he can bring to the paper? And of course, by the way, I didn't mention Bryce Cherry. Now Bryce sort of came to Bryce is a little closer to my age, so he was a little late to that party, the Waco Trib party. But boy, Bryce got there and he got very bossy. Started bossing everybody around over there and make sure everybody reports to him now. Uh, even Jerry, even though Jerry doesn't even work there anymore, he's still kind of 
Bryce is still trying to tell Jerry what to do, and it, it makes for some very awkward times. All right, it's Mosley, and it's Aaron Sexton. And Aaron has gotten a little sleep today. He's ready for the program and, uh, and, and ready to get going on this. So Baylor football at 320, and then at 340, we need to have a serious discussion. There's some things that uh, Mike McCarthy has been saying. I don't know where Mike McCarthy gets off being this confident or cocky or whatever you want to call it, but Mike McCarthy is talking about Super Bowls. I don't know why. I know he has one. It's been a long time. He's also talking about Aaron Rodgers and what happened with their relationship. I am fascinated by this. In a sit-down with some uh, a few a handful of reporters yesterday for about 45 minutes away from the podium, a relaxed Mike McCarthy started opening up about what he thought of how he handled perception and reality, and he didn't feel like he did a good job with it when he was in Green Bay. What does that mean? Well, some coaches don't do as good a job as they need to massaging the egos of star quarterbacks. I don't think Mike McCarthy's going to make that mistake with Dak Prescott. I think he says incredible things about Dak. I think they have a, a very good relationship. But, uh, Aaron, I thought you would, and I thought our audience would enjoy hearing about this. And then also, this flip job, kind of like a house flip. Aaron, you ever flipped a house? You ever gone in, bought a house, and repaired it, tried to, and tried to flip it real quickly, or have you not tried to do that? No, I have not. Okay. He's, he's trying to flip this defense. And what we're hearing from uh, McCarthy is that this could be one of the most amazing flips we've ever seen. This could look like a completely different defense. Now, the only downside is he's, he's, he's basically saying the defense has been a, 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 a pretty far ahead of the offense. What does that say about the offense? Well, I don't know. We all feel pretty good about the offense. We, we feel good about the talent level on the offense. But this man is very bullish on his defense. Now, again, they were horrific last year. So I, I've been listening to all these clips. I was just listening to one off air, Mike McCarthy talking about all this. I mean, I find this, I find this to be fascinating. So all this stuff, Mike McCarthy will do that at um, at three forty. Okay, book that, and then Aaron, if you want to continue. I think once Tom Barfield hears us talking about this, he's going to be intrigued. His ears are going to perk up, and later today he'll say, what's that stuff you and Mosley were talking about? And he'll want to do that in like the 5 o'clock hour of game time. All right, Aaron? So just kind of keep that in mind and be ready to, to get to do some of this because this is really some good stuff for McCarthy. Aaron, I got bad news for you, though. Um, yesterday I started with such happy news, the resotted greens at Cottonwood. You looked out the window out there off Bagby and uh, near Bagby and New Road or near Bagby and Highway 6, whatever you want to call it. Uh, wow. Wow. Those resotted greens are looking awesome. Love the – I can't remember exactly what they used, but I love what they used on that. And I love that story that Art Strickland wrote about it. I cannot get out there – and I cannot wait to get out there and roll those greens. But today I bring more sadness uh, regarding the Big 12. 
Uh, Aaron, are you ready for this? Are you are you sitting down or do you stand during the show? You and I sometimes are in different studios. What are you doing right now? Are you sitting or standing? Always standing. Boy, standing at attention. Is that something that Barfield taught you years ago? No, just, I just prefer it. Okay. okay. All right. Um, the, the news that broke this morning from Nicole Auerbach of, uh, of The Athletic is that the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the ACC are expected to make a formal announcement about their alignment soon perhaps as early as next week, multiple sources told The Athletic. And apparently this isn't just about scheduling. Now, we both have talked about this, Aaron, that that this was coming. We knew there was some talk. We didn't know how quickly it would move. I I don't exactly know why the Big Ten would want to just carry these other conferences because the Big Ten does really good TV numbers. And the Pac-12 and ACC would be kind of coming along for a ride kind of thing. I did find it funny that apparently somebody threw it out there that, well, you saw in the Olympics, the Big Ten and the ACC and the Pac-12, we care more about all these other Olympic sports, and we we were dominant. And so you just saw, you know, one of the reasons we might align. Somebody, Aaron, looked it up, and people that had ties to SEC schools had like 170 medals. <laughs> yeah. It, honestly, it may have, I think, I'm pretty sure it was more than those three conferences combined, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe whoever that, and it might have been an unnamed like conference administrator, anonymous, maybe you want to check your facts before you start throwing that kind of thing out there. Um. Schools within the three conferences, Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC, believe they are like-minded, that they want to continue to prioritize broad-based sports offerings, and that the academic profile of their institutions matters, as does graduating athletes. This is all a shot at the SEC. We care about graduating our athletes. You don't. Listen, this is all about money, folks. Like, if you think you're going to win this battle with SEC by talking about GPA, you better bring something else to the table. I mean, Aaron, does that get you excited about the Big Ten and the ACC and the Pac-12, some academics? No. Maybe, and, yeah, talking and, some GPAs. I mean, I mean, I'm all for I hope every student athlete graduates and, and, and gets a degree, but uh, this is all about money and especially football money. And, and you made a great point. This doesn't do anything for the Big Ten. It, 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 it helps the ACC and the Pac-12 tremendously because it means the Big Ten isn't going to raid them, take their best schools in expansion. But I don't see what the Big Ten gets out of it. They don't gain anything, I think, monetarily. Uh, it basically just props up the Pac-12 and the ACC more and uh, gives – I mean, it gives the Big Ten kind of a voting block against yeah. the uh, – uh, against the SEC, but that's that's about it. I don't I don't see a lot of advantages for the Big Ten in doing this. Meanwhile, you might ask, what about Baylor? What about Tech? What about TCU? Well, quiet coming from the Big 12. As all these alliances are forming, uh, right now we don't seem to have an alliance with anybody. 
Okay, I don't want to keep beating up on Bowlesby, Bob Bowlesby, but it's it's far past time to make a change there. They needed to go ahead and do it. I did kind of have to admire. I liked Gary Patterson's take on this the other day at TCU. Uh, Aaron, I don't know if you saw this. Where, where he was basically like, ever since I was came to TCU, we've been switching conferences. This is this is fine. Like I'm not. I mean, I think that's a pretty good attitude for a coach to have. I've been amazed, by the way, at I, I think the way we interpret this and the way football fans and Baylor alums, we you know we're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen to Baylor? When I talk to Jerome Tang, I mean, if you talk to Scott Drew, if you talk to these coaches, uh, uh, Maholtra, you know, Coach Maholtra, or uh, or uh, John Jacobs, these basketball coaches, they just want a national title. They're not going around living in fear. Oh, what are we going to do about our conference? The coaches, for you know, don't seem to be. So I kind of liked Gary Patterson's attitude the other day. He's like, we, we've been in every conference. It's like, I think we're a pretty attractive program. We've done well. We finished in the top 10 a lot in the past, top 20. Well, I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be okay. So I think that is a good attitude to have. Now, again, Aaron, I wanted to read this to you. They, in this same story from Nicole Auerbach, from, uh, I always wondered if she was kin to, uh, I think I've read that before, like Red Auerbach, if there's some kind of relation there. For example, she says, Big Ten schools sponsor an average of 24.8 sports per campus. ACC, 23.8. And Pac-12, 22.9. SEC schools offer an average of 19.9 sports. Okay, okay, good. You're like-minded, and you have similar amounts of sports. What have we learned through all this? What is the only sport that counts? It is football. And that is the cash cow, and that is what everybody does. Now, again, that doesn't mean we don't love everything else. My gosh. I mean, Baylor should be viewed as an attractive school, not only because of its facilities, uh, the academics just won a national title in basketball. That all has to count for something. You don't think basketball at Duke in North Carolina counts for something? You don't think it's more important, the basketball culture at Maryland, than it is the football culture there? Same at Duke, same at North Carolina. Now, I know Maryland's in a different conference these days, but they really should put them back in the ACC where they belong. Um, I, but I, at this point, you got to abandon ship, and you cannot worry about Bob Bowlesby, and you got to do what's re- best for us. And when I say us, I'm a longtime Baylor guy. Um, and, y- y- you know, you can try to band together as long as you can, but, boy, you got to, with all these alliances forming, if there's any way to get in one of these conferences, you got to do it. you got to do it. Or, or if you're going to stay, if you're going to try to stay, you better be out there recruiting. In bringing in another, another school. So, uh, or two other schools. I mean, you you've got to be bringing Texas and OU no longer have a vote in this conference, so the eight can get out there and be a little greedy and be a little power hungry and go find a couple of schools. But you can't. What we've learned, a very painful lesson. You can't, as they said in the great movie Hoosiers. You can't get caught watching the paint dry. And that's what happened to Bob Bowlesby. All right. And um, 
you, do you remember the name of the coach who, who said that? Uh, don't get caught watching the paint dry. Do you remember who said that in the movie Hoosiers, Aaron? I don't. That was Shooter. That was Dennis Hopper's character. He, he, he told them to run the picket fence and don't get caught watching the paint dry. One of the great sports movies, maybe the greatest sports movie ever, Hoosiers, about uh, Milan High School in Indiana. All right, it's uh, Mosley, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. One of our great friends and the longtime Baylor beat writer for the Waco Trib, it is John Warner, and he joins us next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight in very humid conditions as low temperatures fall to 77 degrees. And your weekend forecast looks sunny and hot both days. Matter of fact, a lot of humidity in the air. 97 for the high on Saturday. Sunshine and 97 on Sunday with heat index both days around 105 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. And we said uh, spreading that culture of joy now onto the next level. Isn't that great to see? Oh, it is great and, uh, to hear their interviews and just how they conducted themselves. And like your four guys, no matter who you talk to, they love one another. Uh, uh, high character. Be Kylie at Baylor University. So as a coach, uh, you're just really proud when you hear people brag about your former players. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. Escape the mundane with the responsive power and exhilarating agility of a new Cadillac from Richard Carr Cadillac. Smile behind the wheel again in the supercharged sophistication of a CT4 or CT5 sedan or the sporty and spacious XT4, XT5, or XT6 lineup of SUVs. Starting at only $33,395, the Cadillac of your dreams is waiting now at an affordable price at Richard Carr. Test drive from the expansive selection at Richard Carr Cadillac or let us bring a test drive to you. Go to richardcarcadillac.com to schedule a test drive to Oh, man, talking about the Baylor Club, the epicenter of Waco civic, social, and business communities. Connect, host, work, and play in that upscale environment. Love the views. Love that McLean uh, Stadium. I like going up there, going up the escalators, and you arrive. And then I love that little patio. I can sit on, you can sit on the patio and uh, I was up there the other night. They have the Anytime Bar and Grill where members can dine and enjoy relaxed business and social gatherings and a ballroom that can accommodate 750 seated guests. Also, um, all the private functions you might need, technology-equipped rooms for private calls, interviews, and meetings. It is the Baylor Club. Guests enjoy panoramic views of the Baylor University campus, the Brazos River, and downtown Waco. This would be a great time to join with the football season right here upon us. Really a fun time to go up there. The food is excellent. My goodness, the carving stations. I've been known to kind of sneak into the Baylor Club 
And I love it. I love it. It is a beautiful place to be. Call the Baylor Club today and inquire about membership 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Week two of the preseason in the NFL got started last night on Thursday Night Football. Cam Newton passed for 103 yards at a touchdown, and Mac Jones threw 146 yards, and the New England Patriots routed the Philadelphia Eagles 35 to nothing. Tonight in the NFL, Kansas City is at Arizona, and Cincinnati is at Washington. Both games kick off at seven. The Dallas Cowboys host the Houston Texans at AT&T Stadium tomorrow night. Kickoff is at seven. Pre-game starts at six on ESPN Central Texas. Waco Tourism Group has pledged 157000 to ensure that the Taps play their championship games in Waco for at least three more years and maybe longer. Astros start a series with the Mariners tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers travel to Boston to start a weekend series with the Red Sox, 6-10 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, alongside Aaron Sexton, ESPN Central Texas. We uh, we continue on here and uh, got a lot to uh, get into, but now joined by John Werner. Um, John, my longtime friend from the Waco Trib, man, uh, loves a good Zoom meeting, but I know he's glad to be doing some of these things in person john just when you and i were had gotten really good at, at, at trying to unmute ourselves and and uh and and you know and, and kind of get all that straightened out we've had to go back to in-person interviews do do you miss the zooms or are you kind of liking this in-person going back to the uh in-person interviews well matt i must say i i don't miss the zoom at all I've had enough Zoom Zoom for for my whole life. So, uh, yeah, you're right. The mute thing, you know, uh, just turning on the video, it's pretty tough for an old man. It was it made me a little nervous that one time they came to me for a question because you had uh, you as the dean of local beat writers, you you get to go first and you had abandoned your post. I don't know if you went to the kitchen to get a snack or something and. And uh, whoever it was, Taylor Bryant or whoever, David Case said, mostly you're up. I mean, I, I felt like I was really stepping on some toes there. I mean, a lot of pressure. But uh, you you did make it back, and we were able to carry on. Um, well, I, I, uh, I, I, there's a lot there's so going on right now. I've probably forgotten that one. But yeah, anyway. yeah, I think, I think you probably have. But uh, you made it back, and you were able to do that. Lots going on, though, with um, – with football, and believe it or not, it is uh, it is getting close, Sean. Um, as you start to zero in on this team, one of the things uh, that Coach Aranda has said is he, you know, he didn't want to like wait till the day before or the game or have a starting a rotation of different quarterbacks for that Week One game uh, against uh, Texas State. In in San Marcos, I still can't believe we're going to San Marcos, but okay. Um, John, are you sensing? I mean, you're 
you're over there a little more often than I am. Are you? Do you get any vibes on on which way they're leaning? I mean, each day I can kind of convince myself one or the other. I, I keep coming back to Zeno simply because the arm, the arm talent, and and just what he did in that one game that uh, that went to overtime, that Big Twelve title game. I, that may not be fair of me. Where do you do you are you if you had to handicap this thing right now, what would you do? Well, you know, to me, I, I don't think they've really decided yet. And um, you're right, Jacob's got the the big arm, but I think Gary's probably a little more outgoing. He's probably a little uh, more of a leader. He's been around there longer. Uh, he's the better runner of the two. I I don't know. I think it's just a real toss-up right now. To me, if you put those two guys together, you'd have a really great quarterback. But as far as uh, the guy they're going to pick, uh, I, I wouldn't even want to guess right now. Well, I mean, I that's what I got you on to do is is guess. So you have to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. <laughs> now shape. Now it sounds low in your mind, though. It's down to those two. Are you yes, are sure, okay? Yeah. So you 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 okay? You are at least saying that maybe Shapen is going to be on the outside looking in. Although, you know what we hear about him loves you know the sidearm can do all the arm angles and everything like that. Um, really poor. Say that again. Might be the next Brewer. Okay. All right. The next could be the next Charlie Brewer. I find that great uh, guy. Yeah. Yeah, I find that I find that very interesting. I'm sorry, John, you may have to walk to a different part of the house there. We lost you there for a second, <laughs> but uh but I think you said he could be the next Charlie Brewer and I do find that very very interesting. Now, for people that don't know, I got to see him the other day a little bit, but but I mean like is he is he a little bit bigger than Charlie or somewhat similar to him in stature? Is is shaping kind of in that Six foot, six foot one range. I think he's a little taller than that. I'd say he's probably more like six two. Uh, but he just seems like a real heady kid. Good instincts. Uh, just kind of knows what he's doing out there. Uh, but no, I, I don't think he's going to re- really in the running for the starting quarterback this year. Anyway, I'll say this: if if he's not Rodriguez, Coach Rodriguez is going to show up over there and rip him right out of practice. You know what I mean? Because they they kept him from the the team last year. I mean, think about that. COVID hit them. They're I mean, they desperately needed reinforcements. And there's our man over there playing spring football, thinking he's got a shot at the starting job. So if I'm Steve Rodriguez, I'm asking Dave Aranda some questions. Like Dave, you told me Blake had a shot at this thing. But I, again, John, you know I'm not one to stir things up. So I won't I won't try to go too yeah, far yeah, down that, that that's path. Evident. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Warner, Waco Trib, joining us. Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. I liked your story the other day. It ran in the morning news into Waco Trib about Tejada Island, the uh, uh, Raleigh Tejada, and then all the uh, Baylor defensive backs. I really thought I had thrown that Tejada Island out a couple of years ago. But it turns out I think the dad gets credit for that thing. I think you gave Keith Tejada the credit for Tejada Island. You've got Ranthony Tejada. Who was at TCU, I believe you said. And then there's a, a right. Tejada at UNT. And then there's Rich. Raleigh at Baylor. I mean, John, that's before we talk about the rest of these defensive backs, 
How cool is that, that from Frisco, Texas, this one family has produced so many quality defensive backs? Yeah, that, that is a really unique story. And I, I don't know if you've talked to his dad. He's quite a character. Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, Raleigh's kind of quiet. But, you know, his dad, Keith, is really a character. And I could see him coming up with something like, you know, Tejada Island. Yeah. Okay. And now, what do we, what do we, do we have a, any nickname for the, this group? Did you, did you workshop that at all? Like, this is a very quality JT Woods, um, Christian Morgan, <laughs> Kalon Boogie Barnes, Kalen Boogie Barnes, and, um, uh, and, and of course, Tejada over there. And then McVeigh's a nice player, as well as Mark Milton. Do, do they do they have a name for themselves, or is there something you, you feel like we could give them? You know, I think we need to go to Raleigh's dad about that. You know, uh, <laughs> I think he could come up with something really quick. He's, you know, he's pretty quick on those kind of things. So I think that's your source. What about the Legion of Zoom? You know, I mean, this is a very <laughs> bunch of track stars. I, but that that's too much of a ripoff. That's sort of paraphrasing another one. So I'll, I'll keep working on that. Yeah, yeah. Don't we, overthink too much there, Matt. Okay. Yeah, I think we need the speedsters. What do you – I mean, you've seen some great ones over the years. I don't think you were covering Baylor when, like, Everett and Francis and those guys and Blackman. Oh, yeah, I was. Were you really? Oh, my God. I, I even went – I did a story on those two guys. I went to their hometowns. And, you know, talk to their family and everything. Yeah, it was interesting. Oh, my gosh. So Dangerfield. Yeah, Dangerfield in the Houston yeah. area. Yeah. That's how, Ron- that's how old I am, Matt. <laughs> All this mountain climbing you did. And, and, and you, you know, since you had some kind of, you know, you, you, got, you got on some kind of great diet, and then you started doing all this exercise, you look younger to me. So I'm shocked that you were covering those teams. But, man, those were, those were the glory days of Baylor defensive backs. I'm not trying to compare these guys to this. But now who is the, who's the most catalytic player back there, would you say? Like who's the – whether it be the most vocal – or the guy, and I know they kind of like to challenge each other and see who can get their hands on the most ball. And again, I, uh, I, let's rule out Petrie because he's a, a hybrid player, yeah. and I do think he, I in my for my money, he's the best player on the defense. Okay, Jalen Petrie. Oh no, but well, Terrell, you know, Bernard yeah, I know, but but I, I'm afraid. I mean, Bernard's awesome, but I think Petrie, what he did last year, and then what he's ready to do this year, I've got him as the best player on that defense. But who's the who drives this thing on the back end from a talking, ball-hawking, uh, playmaking standpoint? Which which guy would you say? I would say J.T. Woods. Uh, you know, he gets in on a lot of tackles. Uh, you know, he can cover a lot of ground out there. Uh, he had three interceptions last year. He's got a pretty good nose for the ball. But, you know, he even mentioned this the other day. Uh, reason, you know, he and Christian Morgan – can play so well and have so much freedom back there is because, uh, you know, Raleigh and Boogie Barnes uh, are just really good lockdown quarterbacks and Mark Milton too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that is a really good crew of DBs they've got back there. I think it's probably one of the best in the country. Wow. Isn't that something? I mean, to hear, and to I, hear I think Raleigh yeah. is very underrated, you know, uh, 
a lot of teams just did not throw his way last year, and that's why he didn't have a whole lot of pass breakups. But, uh, you know, quarterbacks pretty much stay away from him. Okay, it, I, we both think Apu Ike, uh, I mean, that's going to be a fun story. He's a huge personality and a huge man. Like, that guy could be a, a game wrecker, they've been calling him. Um, we know what Petrie can be. We know what Bernard. Who else can you do you think could get after the quarterback? I mean, two years ago with Rule, you had a force at defensive end and, and nose tackle, a defensive tackle, and, and you set records for sacks. And yeah. and I while I love Ica, I don't know necessarily know if he's gonna have a ton of sacks. He may just create opportunities for other folks. Now if, right. if if they are to be somewhat dominant, who are those who are those linemen you think have a chance to be collecting some of those sacks? Well, I think TJ Franklin is a guy that they really need to come through. You know, he's from Temple, he's a really good athlete. Uh, you know, just hasn't quite broken through yet, but he could definitely be one of those guys. Uh, Achidi Aguanaya, uh, he's another guy who could come through. Uh, but, yeah, but, you know, with uh, Apu, <clears throat> excuse me, up front, um, those guys should have a lot of opportunities, especially as well as the linebackers to get sacks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you got a guy like that. To me, he's kind of comparable, like you mentioned, to Bravion Roy you know, a couple years ago. Just takes up a lot of space there, takes on blockers, hard to block, and, uh, you know, just gives other guys lanes to get to the quarterback. So, yeah, I'd say like TJ and Cheedy are guys that they're going to count on. It's weird to me that they have this many, like, potential all-conference-type players on defense, and this team was predicted to be, like, eighth in the conference. Um, yeah, um, yeah, you're right. I think that defense could be really good. But, you know, the offense just has a whole lot to prove, especially the O-line. that They haven't had a really dominating O-line since uh, 2015 when Spencer Drango was there. So, uh, yeah, that, that, to me, that's kind of the key area that has to develop is the O-line. What do you think about the uh, the lunch with the legend situation over there? Oh, John Morris. I mean, that you know he used to John just be one of our regular buddies, and so, you know, and, <laughs> and now it's like lunch with a legend. My gosh! And then I got I've got the feeling bad about not not being able to to be there for that. I'm I'm going to go back and sample some of that. Did do you think Jerry thought he was one of the legends too? Now he was up there moderating the discussion. I hope did Jerry get confused and think it was also lunch with it was lunch with the uh, the legends. Well, you know, Jerry is at that age where he could get confused. I mean, he's kind of <laughs> like me, he must be wandering around a parking lot somewhere. But uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I'm did, just kidding. Did, uh, did what's the first time you met John Morris? Like, do you was he was he still in TV? Oh, yeah. I'd say uh, 1982, 83, long, long time ago, you know, in a galaxy far away, that kind of thing. Did, but, was, uh, he, was he like kind of – was he always the effervescent, smiling, happy-go-lucky John Morris, or did he have a little – was he a cocky young anchor at that point? Like, did you, was he kind of like 
you know, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up on Sports Center, you know, and and uh, go go be with Dan Patrick and those guys. Was he? Was there ever no, a cocky side to John Morris? I don't think John was ever like that. He's always been very humble, really gracious person. You know, just a, you know, the kind of guy you want to see every day. You know, and you know, you know, feel good. You know, just because he's just such a great guy and, and such a humble guy. You know, with such talent. Uh, yeah, Waco's lucky to have him. Baylor's lucky to have him. Did he ever make Grant Taft mad? <laughs> I don't think so. And, uh, you know, it's pretty hard to rile Grant up, I think. <laughs> Grant's, you know, he's another gracious, you know, guy. You know, just uh, really, really cool to be around. No, I don't think he did. You know, one night I was having trouble on deadline, which isn't unusual for me. And uh, I was, it, my, but my computer had, had you know, gone haywire, which has happened to all of us. And we were in New Mexico for a game, and Grant was sitting, happened to, for whatever reason, ends up in a seat next to me in the press box. <laughs> you can imagine, I'm on deadline, a young writer at the Dallas Morning <laughs> News, and I need to file something by, like, the end of the third quarter, and I don't even think I could turn my computer on. And then my, the, the, you know, my childhood hero and my former Sunday school teacher is seated to my right, just sitting there. You know, he's obviously doesn't care about. He's not really seeing how panicked I am, and so he's just having a nice conversation with me. And I'll never forget, just thinking, I cannot believe this is happening. I'm going to get fired tonight. I'm getting to sit next to Grant Taft. But as well, Grant, it always happened, uh, <laughs> you know, after games, you know, he'd do his just uh, formal interviews down in the locker room or whatever. Then he'd come up to the press box and say, well, anybody else need anything? You know, I think that <laughs> uh, that tradition kind of started with Dave Campbell. But he'd yeah. come every home game. He would come up there, you know, and talk a little more to the riders. And, you know, that, that's one reason he, he was always so, you know, well-liked by the riders, just – just a really good guy. I think that one of those games, Kevin Steele was coaching, and they asked him, they said they, he got beat 24 nothing at New Mexico in Albuquerque, and somebody said, where, where do you go from here, Kevin? And, he, and that's what he just said, home. <laughs> <laughs> home. <laughs> uh, you, you know, he could have given a worse answer than that. <laughs> where do we where do you go from here, Coach? Home. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man. I think, uh, Jerry, I don't think you were on that trip. I think Jerry and I uh, went over to on the Route 66 that evening and, and yeah. just discussed the, the, you know, I took those things a little harder than Jerry did because Jerry, Jerry did not matriculate at Baylor like I did. And Jerry, you know, it was a job, and he wanted Baylor to do well. But right. <laughs> I, I was – I was – I was off the – I just kind of thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to get another coach. But uh, <laughs> anyway, well, John, uh, always appreciate you. And uh, fun catching yeah, up man. with you, telling some stories. And uh, I will see you soon. Um, yeah, San Marcos. Um, yeah, I can't and, wait. Uh, I'm ready. Okay. Hey, let me know, by the way, when they have, like, a football SID over there. I need to get some credentials, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll be the first person I notify. <laughs> okay. 
All right, there he goes. Uh, John Warner, the uh, longtime beat writer for the Baylor Bears. You read him in the Waco Trib, and he's a great guy and a good friend. Uh, good to have him on. All right, I've, I promised this, and you know, we need to get to it. Um, Mike McCarthy, Cowboys coach, making some big promises. And, and we're going to kind of get to the bottom of this, and we'll do it next. Baylor football lives here. Slipping one man. It's Snead. There he's into the end zone. Wow, what a move. Shotgun. He's pressured, and he's down. Hit by Bernard. He's ready. Pass is caught. Touchdown, Bears. Pass intercepted. This will be a pick six into the end zone. Oh, he's got Abner for a touchdown. Listen all season long on your home for Bears football. ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity, presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, we find Amanda and Brad on a date. Oh, Amanda, will you? Brad, I'm sorry. I just can't go out with you in this truck anymore. It's just so bare. You have nothing on this truck. But I have these subs that I bought online. Online? Really? Subwoofers are just a way for a man to make up for his lack of equipment. I am going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Ear Drive in Waco. Zero Gravity Gymnastics, home of the USA Gymnastics, Acrobatics, and Tumbling National Champions, wants you to be on their winning team. They're now enrolling for A&T teams ages 5 to 18, beginners to advanced levels. And this month, get the Olympic Special, $25 off your first month. Zero Gravity's Acro and Tumbling teams are led by former A&T college athletes and USAG competitive team coaches. And this month, get the Olympic Special with $25 off your first month. Don't wait. Enroll your child now to learn tumbling, acro, and more. Call now, 254-235. 7870. That's 254-235-7870. Zero Gravity Gymnastics. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget, check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. 
Searching for popular jewelry at affordable prices? Do yourself a favor and check out Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Ponds. Large selection of men's and women's gold, silver, and stainless steel jewelry. Their inventory includes rings, necklaces, chains, bracelets, and earrings, plus jewelry for the western crowd and biker enthusiasts. Stainless steel jewelry starts at $19.99. Also, they offer 90 days same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, 254-662-4803. All right, uh, I want to talk to you about Heritage Creamery. All those parents who are dropping their kids off, oh, tears, joy, all the things that they're feeling right now. You need to go have some comfort food, and you need some ice cream. You need to go right across the street to 1125 South 8th Street to Heritage Creamery. Established in 2016, Heritage Creamery, independently owned and operated ice cream shop. Proud to be grown here in Waco. Responsibly sourced delicious frozen treats for the Central Texas community. The blackberry ice cream with the Pops lemonade combination. um, Kind of a milkshake that I've tried. Love that. That that lemonade just cuts right through. And... um, Makes for it's kind of it's called the blackberry milkshake, I believe. A- ask for that. Tell them Mosley sent you. They feature scratch made cones, fresh baked cookies, and homemade ice cream. Everything's 100% all natural and made in their shop. You can order by cone, scoop, pint, float, or shake. Plus, plenty of kid friendly options. That other location, after you pick up your kids from all those midway schools, they're out there at uh, Ritchie Road in 84. Okay, at that lookout, really nice new uh, area out there, little shops. And they're the anchor tenant out there, at least in my opinion they are. Heritage Creamery, you can find them out there. They do a great job. And uh, they're family members of of my my great friend E.P. Garth, who's now teaching school again. We can't get E.P. on anymore because he's he's got too much on his plate teaching school. But uh, all sorts of great flavors. Get over there to Heritage Creamery. Do it today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Week two of the preseason in the NFL got started last night on Thursday Night Football. Cam Newton passed for 103 yards at a touchdown, and Mac Jones threw 146 yards, and the New England Patriots routed the Philadelphia Eagles 35 to nothing. Tonight in the NFL, Kansas City is at Arizona, and Cincinnati is at Washington. Both games kick off at seven. The Dallas Cowboys host the Houston Texans at AT&T Stadium tomorrow night. Kickoff is at seven. Pre-game starts at six on ESPN Central Texas. Waco Tourism Group has has pledged 157000 to ensure that the Taps play their championship games in Waco for at least three more years and maybe longer. Astros start a series with the Mariners tonight, 7-10 first pitch. Rangers travel to Boston to start a weekend series with the Red Sox, 6-10 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show alongside Aaron Sexton. And uh, always good to be with you on a Friday, sprinting toward the weekend. Game time coming up. Tom out there warming up, getting ready to come in, and uh, that'll take you four to six. And I know he and Aaron have a lot planned for you today, so that'll be good. 
Um, this is uh, there's some interesting things going on with the Cowboys. Now they've got a game against the Texans. Dak Prescott is not going to play, and I think you will see if you're wanting to see some of the starters, the the chance you you have to see the most starters would be on the defensive side of the ball. They need to see some of these interior defensive linemen. They also have to keep some of them healthy, by the way. Uh, they need to just, you know, make some decisions as far as, you know, who are going to be your starting quarterbacks for sure. I mean, obviously they know Diggs is going to be. Uh, Joseph has been fighting for one. I don't think he's going to do that. Jordan Lewis got hurt early in training camp. Uh, he, he was thought to be maybe the guy playing in the slot. Anthony Brown's in the mix as well. But uh, there's some interesting battles still going on, and we need to see how they perform. Is there a battle going on for backup quarterback? I guess. It's not a very good battle. I mean, they don't score much. Uh, the most exciting guy is Danucci, but it's not always because he's great. I like the Nooch. I like Nooch, and, and, and even, you know, watching Cooper Rush isn't always the, the worst thing. Everybody kills him. But I like to watch these things, see where they are. I don't think they have – a very competent backup, but last year they brought in a tremendously competent backup in Andy Dalton, and it, it's not like it saved the day. I mean, it's better than not having one, but, le- I mean, um, let's not act like having Andy Dalton save the season in any credible way. So uh, there's something, though, that's be- being talked about, and, and there's two separate things I want to get into here. But first, I want to let you hear something that um, that Aaron was able to, to dig up today, and it was it was Mike McCarthy talking about kind of where things stand right now about perhaps the starting defense being a little ahead of the starting offense. I think the defense has done a great job, you know, just with the you know grasping the concepts, the new concepts, the understanding. Uh, I think anytime you have. So much new, um, which, you know, from the coaching staff to the veteran players, to the rookie class, I think the way this group has come together has been very impressive. Uh, they, they've clearly are, are in sync, uh, you know, and you know, with all the different personnel groups that we've been, we've been trying to mix and match and so forth. So, I mean, I, I just think from a historical standpoint, you know, it's clearly one of the best years I've seen in the uh, install phase of training camp, and, and what I'm referring to is the missed assignments and the mental errors are as low as I could ever recall. So, and to accomplish that with a, with all the newness, I, it's uh, very impressive. Impressive from my from my position. I find that fascinating. I mean, one of the best installs he's ever seen. Been around a long time. Now, I know he's an offensive coach. You'll say, well, he's mainly concerned with Brett Favre and. Aaron Rodgers and all those other people he's worked with in the past, <clears throat> even going back to the start of his career. Got to work with Joe Montana a little bit. But he's still been around. He's seen those defenses go in. And, you know, he went on to talk about how this defense um, has a chance to just be an enormous difference from last year's. Well, my answer would be I sure hope so. That was one of the most disastrous performances we've ever seen in the history of the Cowboys. And uh, some of the numbers and some of the rushing numbers that they allowed, it was embarrassing. So should you go out and do a dance that now that you've heard this, that that Mike McCarthy's excited about the uh, defense? No, but it it is interesting. And for him to say 
something that almost by his standards sounds like hyperbole. I mean, you would never see Jason Garrett say something like this. This is one of the greatest installs I've ever seen in my coaching career. I mean, he wasn't talking about the two years he's been here. About the second year here, he's going back to Green Bay. The newness, and then he talked about the lack of mistakes, the execution on that side of the ball. Now, again, this this defense could improve greatly and still just be middle of the pack. But, Aaron, I'll tell you, middle of the pack, you take it. Boy, you take going from last year, giving up 200 yards rushing on almost what seemed like a weekly basis. And you, I mean, think about that. Even giving up 140s, not good. 150, I mean, that's bad. But when you start giving up over 200, that's just an out-and-out embarrassment. And teams were showing up and embarrassing the Cowboys. So either this is a coach that's overcompensating a little bit, um, Tate maybe trying to change the narrative, maybe getting tired of ask, you know, answering questions about Dak, because the other big question is, when are you going to ramp him up? Are you ever going to ramp him up? Are you ever going to let him get back to trying to have some throws in practice? Um, this, this is this a misdirection play by an old offensive mind in Mike McCarthy? Maybe, but I do think he genuinely believes that this defense has a chance at least more than anything to be mistake-free. And, and Aaron, after that mess last year, wouldn't that be refreshing to at least see them get lined up properly? <laughs> yeah, that, that would be a great start. Um, as you mentioned, if this, if this defense ends up at the end of the year in the middle of the pack in you know, total defense and uh, points allowed per games, they're going to have a great season if the offense stays healthy because they're going to be able to score a lot of points if Dak and those receivers and the offensive line and Zeke all stay healthy. Big if, but they can put up 30 a game on pretty much anybody in the league. So if the defense is mediocre, they, they have a chance at a really good season. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and the other thing, and we may save this, for Monday a little bit more, but uh, to hear him sit down and admit that some of the failings, he's been very stubborn in addressing whatever happened with he and Aaron Rodgers. They were together for, I believe, 13 years. He got there right, uh, right after Rodgers had been drafted. And it, it's, it's just really interesting to see how that relationship went. And he, he was quoted saying something about how that guy's an interesting cat. And I, th and I think the main thing he was trying to get across is, I'm a Pittsburgh guy. He is from Chino Hills, California. We are, you know, just very, very different people. And I do think there is a mentality on people from different parts of the country and people from Pittsburgh do have maybe sometimes a little bit different mentality. And at the end maybe things, they started to wear on each other. At some point, I think the relationship worked, and then it didn't. And I think what, what McCarthy might be hinting at and not saying is one of the reasons he gushes and can't stop talking about Dak is because he feels like it's important to do that and maybe to always have his quarterbacks back. And maybe he didn't always have that in massage uh, Aaron Rodgers' ego in Green Bay. All right, that is all the time we have for today. It's been a good week. 
been a uh, tremendous uh, love being with you uh, as always, and we will see you Monday at 3 o'clock. Great job by Aaron Sexton, and uh, game time is coming up next. A high fly, deep right center field. Taylor turning to look. It's gone. Texas Rangers baseball on ESPN Central Texas. Here's a swing, and there's a drive the opposite way to deep left. Kemp is going back. He looks, and that ball is history. Follow the Texas Rangers all season long on your home for Texas Rangers baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Get ready, get set, go. Run, don't walk to Waco's newest sidewalk obstacle courses. Fun for the whole family. Get active visiting each unique obstacle course at three local parks. You can find our new community-inspired sidewalk obstacle courses at the Bledsoe Miller, Dewey, and South Waco Park, right next to the playground area. Get outside, get active, and most of all, have fun. This message is brought to you by Live Well Waco and the Waco McLennan County Public Health District. For more information, visit us on the Live Well Waco Facebook page. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254 709 2101 